Motherboard, proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. Hello, I'm Avril Flynn and you're very welcome to the Motherboard podcast. This podcast series features parents talking about the beautiful but often hard work of raising kids in Ireland today. Joining me in studio is our regular lovely panellist, Laura Doyle, who runs Love, Life and Little Ones and is a mum to four beautiful kids two of which are in school and one of which is in Montessori. And we are also joined by Aoife Lee, the founder of parentsupport.ie. As well as being a mum of three, Aoife is an accredited parent and life coach. Aoife offers parents easy to learn skills and a variety of parenting schools which can help parents build a calmer and happier home. It sounds ideal. I probably need that even though Felix isn't in school. I think <laughs> I need it already. She's also a regular guest on Virgin Media's Weekend AM show on contributes to the Irish Times and Irish Independent and a variety of parenting magazines. I'm so thrilled to be joined by both of you today and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on on this, on, on going back to school. But first, I want to let you know about this week's offer from our sponsor. In this episode, Lidl are giving Motherboard listeners an exclusive offer. You will get 20% off the entire Loopy Loo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.com .ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your voucher. T's and C's apply. And remember, this offer is limited, so redeem yours before it runs out. So starting school, I think, is one of the hugest transitions, you know, for parents as much as it is Mm. for kids. And I know that both of you have been through it several times over. So, you know, the preparation for it is key. Going to you first, Aoife, how can you prepare your kids for going to school? It's such a big change, isn't it? It's such a big change when they're so young and it's not even about primary school. It's starting the Montessori and it's us getting our heads around the fact that our little people um, are kind of not so little anymore and they're moving away from being at home and being dependent on us to now, you know, uh, really entering into a whole new world. And like you say, preparation is a big part of it, both practically, because um, we were just chatting about kind of the uniforms and the lunch boxes and the stationery. Um, but it's also the emotional side of it as well that you want to, I think for us as the parents, we're nervous. We're kind of wondering how are they going to, how you know, how are they going to manage and how are they going to cope? And it's also um, dealing with the nerves um, and what if they get upset? You know, what can we do? Because you can prepare in so much, but actually on the day itself. Laura, I know that you are always very prepared about stuff. And how do you like to get the kids ready or get yourself ready for that, for kind of the I mean, September I about, rush? I don't know about always prepared. Well, you're always right. <laughs> I like to think I am. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I like to kind of the month before they start school really get them kind of into a routine of going to bed early. That's my biggest thing, you know, um, get that started. Let them practice opening their lunchbox, opening their school bag, putting on their shoes, putting on their coat, because all of a sudden all those things become really big things to them. You know, so you may think, oh, sure, it's just only opening your school bag. But if they're not used to doing that, like it can be quite daunting for them. And also when you've three little people that are heading off and plus your little baby and yourself to get ready, mm-hmm. every second kind of counts, doesn't it? Absolutely. And and that's that's my biggest thing with the sleep, because if they don't have enough sleep, 
everything is a struggle the next morning and I'm just at them, at them, at them. You know, it, it makes everything 10 times harder. So if they've had enough sleep and they get up with a bit of a spring in their step, it makes all the difference. And what about kind of family calendars and stuff? Do you find that useful when you have kind of different schedules trying to combine? I find it absolutely essential because otherwise we just wouldn't get out the door in the morning. I would forget absolutely everything. I forget stuff anyway, even with my calendar, but I write everything down um, with play dates and activities and school events on. It's just essential. You know, and I would highly recommend it to anybody. I I like to have things written down as well. I know a lot of people put stuff on their phones now or their calendars. I I like a good note and a pen and a paper and have it on the fridge. It's just having that visual, isn't it? That go to, because Mm -hmm. if something comes in, it's like it's not even the diary, but it's the calendar on the on the wall. Yes. And I, I know even just talking about kind of being organized, um, I would meet a lot of working parents and um for children when for them to know what's going on on a day to day basis, like Laura, you were saying mm. about parties and extracurricular stuff and even because sometimes with child minding, it can vary between whether they're an after school, whether or not yes. granted or minding them yeah. and they can work themselves up the night before. I yes. don't know whether if if you find that like who's if they don't know up. what's happening. Yeah. And I would often recommend along with the 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 parent calendar, but the the kind of fun activity calendar can be something very simple um, to note down what each of the children are doing on a given day a little bit of work involved but children thrive in routine and I'm sure having the four likewise having three myself they they work they love things when things are predictable and consistent and routine and when you talk about the sleep um that's that's really important as well. And, you know, trying to kind of establish. Um, and routine ultimately in. builds routine, doesn't it? If you get into the realm of doing stuff at a certain time, it's just easier to do, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And, yeah. and I would agree with the, the pickups because when they're in different classes in the schools that my kids are in anyway, they're, they're finished at different times. Of course. So you need mm. to remember that as well. And as a working mum, yeah, I have to have exactly who's picking them up and, and let them know. Our eldest is he's quite anxious and he would have to know exactly who's picking him up and what time. So that's all written on our calendar as well. And I'm only short of scheduling my sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't a bad idea. Sometimes that's scheduled. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. And you're just mentioning there, Laura, when you do have a child that is quite anxious, I think you need to make extra preparations. Would you agree with that to try and lessen the anxiety that they have about starting and going to school? Totally. You know, if if. For my son anyway, if things are prepared and he knows what's happening and it's all already spoken about, then he kind of doesn't have any worries. Um, it's it's just big worries really that he has. Mm. And and if we can limit them, then then it makes. So new... it's predictable Absolutely. and he knows what to expect. Yeah, and he, and he feels safe in a routine, you know, and at ease. Mm. And then I feel at ease, you know. Mm. And would you find that that? The, you know, anxiety around school. I mean, ultimately, what I find really hard is kids still have to go, you know, even if they absolutely hate mm. it. And, mm. you know, for school, you know, it's great for some kids, but some kids absolutely hate it. And yet they're in it. I mean, it must feel like prison. Well, that's that's where we've been really the last year with with our eldest. He's almost 10 and he 
would complain of tummy pains and he just point blank would so not he want manifest to that anxiety yeah and there's no doubt in my mind that he did have a physical tummy pain you know that's how his anxiety manifests and he, and he does have a pain so it's really important for us to acknowledge that and to say you know that this is okay that you're feeling this way and you know other people do feel this way as well you're not on your own and you know but you are kind of torn because I want to keep him off, have a, a mental health day, which sometimes I do if he's really bad. Um, but also he has to go to school. Like they can only miss so many days. So it's very, very difficult to send your child in when you know that they're anxious or he may be upset. And I'm in the car feeling like, what have I done? Like, I just want to wrap him up and keep him home. So, yeah, it, it can be incredibly difficult as a parent as well if your child is anxious in school. You know, um, I think the, the best thing for us is to be really, really open and have a form of communication with the school. So his teacher would know that he he suffers a little bit. Even the secretary in the school would know. The principal would know. So sometimes the secretary might ring me and say, oh, he's here. He's a pain in his tummy. And I'll say, OK, and how bad is it? And she'll say, I think he'll go to yard and I'll check in with you after. Is that OK? And I'll kind of know that she's saying he's fine. But just checking in and showing him that y- yes. you know and everyone's singing from the uh, same and that, sheet. And that he has been heard and that, mm. you know, that he's safe and, and we know, you know, that he's not just feeling really anxious and nobody's listening to him and, you know, that that, it, that it's OK and that, you know, he's he's got people on his Absolutely. side. Absolutely. And if you do find with parents that they would come to you to seek assistance when kids are anxious yeah. and to try and, you know, deal with that, because what you also don't want, particularly like somebody like you, three kids, mm. You know, if you've one kid that's very anxious, that it might impact on the other kids as well. Yeah, like as we know, for anyone that has more than one child, they're they're all very much different personalities, different temperaments, have different coping mechanisms. Some are badasses, others mm. are, uh, you know, Tasmanian devils. Look, we, we <laughs> all have one of the above. But um, yeah, uh, I think when we see our children worried and whether it's me as a parent or me working with a parent who has an anxious child, it's reassurance both for the parent that, look, this is part of, you know, the, this is an element of, of of what we often have to deal with and support our children. But the big thing, and, and Laura, you said it there about, you know, naming the feelings and it kind of makes them you know, assures assures them more so that okay, this is I'm not going mad here. Um, the adults that are in charge of me, um, are there to support me. And the other part of it is that we need to trust the staff and the teachers because they're used to seeing children, and it's been spoken about more and more mm. when children are anxious and they're nervous about things. So, um, it's naming the big feelings because when we're able to identify that and name it, because for them for children down the line it helps them identify them in other situations and scenarios yeah I remember when I was in school I actually suffered with anxiety and it was the first time that I I suffered with anxiety I was 10 and I felt like I couldn't breathe and I remember saying it to the teacher and she said oh no no you're fine and you know sweep the classroom there you'll be grand in a minute and I wasn't grand in a minute and I carried on and carried on and it wasn't until I was kind of in my 20s that I recognize that that was anxiety and I had spent the whole time up to that thinking I'm crazy I'm going mad like what is going on like am I just mental and it you know I think it's so important to just say this is anxiety you know you've got these worries and to name it as you've said is huge because Mm. because you don't feel alone and you don't feel crazy 
you know. And that's it. I mean, it is about supporting the kids yeah. at, at different and also supporting parents in recognising the symptoms and feeling like their kid isn't the only one. Because yes. I mean, we all, you know, you never want your child to be on the outside yeah. or having those anxieties no. as well, you know, which a- just adds to the whole and thing. I think it's yeah. important to trust the teacher, as you yeah. just said, because yeah. it's so hard, even when they start to Montessori. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, how could anybody possibly do a better yeah. job or, a, or an equivalent job? Yeah. As you, like I always found that really hard, but they've so much experience yeah. and they, they have 30 children in their class every single day. And I bow my, yeah. you know, oh, I bow me down too. to me teachers too. thinking, oh my God, they're amazing. I know, I can barely handle four. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you do have to put your trust in the teacher and, and that's hard really as a mum. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you've had them at home for so long and then you're kind of thinking, but they won't know, like they won't know that cue is or, or they might need a bit of reassurance about this or they might need that. But it it's helps the kids grow as well it when does. they don't have somebody there 24-7. And, and, and they are, kids are resilient. And, and like we spoke about earlier, they love routine. Habit can literally be established within a matter of days. And when we talk about trusting the teacher, it is on those first day mm-hmm. nerves that we are ready to burst into tears ourselves. But we're holding it, we're holding it. And and that's when you have to literally hand them over and um, and, and walk away uh, on, on that first day. And I do think that's really important to say as well. I, I know some teachers get a very hard rap. I actually know a lot of, a lot of teachers and they have huge anxiety about mm. the first day of school because mm. they want to do a good job for their kids yeah. and they in the main really, really care and they want the kids to have a great experience. But as both of you have said, that's a relationship that's built. And if you have a parent that's being maybe a little bit aggressive or distrusting, which is fair enough if they're concerned, if they just build it and go in a, a slightly more gently way and kind of work with the school, do you, mm. would you agree Absolutely, with that? Absolutely, of course. Mm. Yeah, I think I think one thing that you need to remember is that the teacher only wants the best interests of every one of those children and that their, their disciplinary ways or even their, their ways they go about things may be different to yours, but they do have your child's best interests at heart. And I think that that's really important to remember. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Do any of you remember the mortification of calling your teacher mum? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have total like anxiety nightmares that if you put your hand up and instead of saying teacher, that you to call the teacher mum. Like, yeah. like yeah, definitely uh, not the only person. I think that's so cute, though. I love that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I actually have a bit of a fear now with Noah, my four year old, that she's going to prefer her teacher than me, you know, because oh, never, because I think Laura, you are, girls, you're the m- most amazing mum. There is no chance of that oh, whatsoever. You. But you know, little girls, they love yeah. their teachers, and, and I'm just. I have a bit of a fear of that. And there's the other way around in our house. Uh, My kids (laughs) go to an Irish school and, uh, you know, I've been called Moontor. So, uh, okay, so on on the flip side, take it as a compliment, maybe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's good when you hear the kids talk about the teachers. It's important that if you do hold a gripe, you know, and like you say, if maybe you're not agreeable and and Laura, you you know, maybe not agreeable to certain approaches, have the chats about that away Mm -hmm. from the kids' Mm -hmm. ears because... Um, they do not need to hear that no and it's like any big thing that's happening or any issues that you're really having an issue a problem with talk to the other adult or the other professional away from from the kids because they are so quick to pick up likewise if we're trembling in our boots about oh my little one is is starting and i'm absolutely dreading it 
have that chats away because it's only going to feed into, oh God, am I meant to be upset here like mom and or dad? Or? And kids, as much as they love routine, they hate any friction between the adults that are supposed yeah. to be seen yeah. as kind of safe, safe and reliable. Yeah, yeah. I think getting yeah. them excited for their first day is so important. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... I love the the prep. I love buying stationery. I it's just new pencil cases. I life. love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I love it more than my kids. But it's it's a great opportunity to get them so excited. Their new school bag, their new pencils, their scented pencils. I'm just I'm in my element. But but then they'll get excited and and they'll be taking out their pencil case and think, oh, this is where me and, and mom were excited. And it's seen as a excited. treat as opposed yeah, to yeah. And it's a fun mm. thing to kind of do. And you know they'll go in and they'll get to you know use their new school bag I love it yeah no but I think that's really good advice because you have to think of practical things that people can actually do and I think that whole lovely thing of going in getting the new school uniform and that instead of like oh we have to go and get school uniforms like let's go get your new things absolutely and kids can totally feed off that excitement Mm -hmm. And, and what I always love to do is um might be a bit embarrassing. I'm sure my if my 10 year old's listening, he'll be like, oh, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> I always like to kiss a tissue and put it into their lunchbox. Oh. So then when they open it up, they're, you know, they're a little As bit usually, excited. I just want Lauren to actually yeah. adopt me and for me to be her fifth <laughs> child. She hasn't agreed yet, but I am hopeful. Um, and one more thing that I want to say about surviving that very, very first day. If you do have a kid that's excited and then they come home after the first day and it hasn't been a great day. Aoife, what would you, what way would you advise a parent to kind of, so they've seen that they are really excited. There were no real signs of anxiety. And yeah. sometimes it happens that it just is not what they thought. Yeah, the excitement is built. They're flying in. And sometimes what can happen is, and I, I don't know whether any of you have experienced this, but they'll go in and they'll wave you off for the first day or two and mm. then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday yeah. it's like hold on a second is this for real like mm. is this long term and that that's when they get upset and sometimes parents can be taken aback by God we thought we were away mm. in a hack mm-hmm. there and then all of a sudden there's tears on the fourth and fifth day and it can go into well into the first term so I just want to say to reassure that it's kind of normal to experience that yeah, um, you can have, have, have done that. you, you can, can have peaks so, yeah, and troughs of anxiety and happiness it yeah, doesn't have just, to be a steady stream yeah. and I think not to um kind of you know sweep it under the carpet if they kind of come back and I don't really like school now actually I've decided (laughs) and that you you know have a little bit of a acknowledgement like we spoke about earlier but kind of move on as well like try and not feed too much into it kind of going you know let me tell me a a blow by blow of your day and acknowledge it um, have a little chat about it but move on because sometimes if children know that we're ready to, to dive in to they every will, single yeah. thing, mm. it can become a little bit of a, a a habit. I'm not kind of taken away from how kids might be feeling, but sometimes we need to just kind of distract and move on then. And it's very unusual for a kid 100% of the time to absolutely adore school. Mm. Like, you know, they can, you know, they're like all of us. Some days you absolutely love going to work and other days it's just not that great. It's a challenge, yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. And that's what I, I do say to our eldest all the time. Like, you're not going to love every single day because, you know, you, like even in activity, exactly <laughs> yeah. in activities or in work, you don't love every single day, but you love most days and you'll have 
something good happen in each day. So just focus on that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's good, something yeah. lovely to reflect on in the evening, kind of your best and your worst, which I know you've spoken about that you do with yeah. your kids yep. to, talk, to, to actually to get that conversation flowing. Mm. That's the end of part one, but don't go anywhere because in part two, we'll be discussing how to navigate those very, very tricky school gate politics, something I am already afraid of, even though, Felix is only one. And of course, how to deal with the Parent Teacher Association, how to get involved or not, depending on what sort of parent you are. In this episode, Lidl are giving Motherboard listeners an exclusive offer. You will get 20% off the entire Loopy Loo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your voucher. T's and C's apply and remember this offer is limited so redeem yours before it runs out. Welcome back to part two of the Motherboard podcast. So ladies, school gate politics, as I said before the break, it's something that I already am a little bit concerned about because I wouldn't necessarily fit into your typical mother mould. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be somebody that would be capable of probably being out of their pyjamas for five <laughs> mornings a week. So I think Felix is, is going to be in a bit of trouble for that. But going to you first, Aoife, how do you negotiate you know, trying to get on, because obviously these are going to be your kids' friends. You want to get along with parents, but it can be very intimidating, I think, for parents, you know, to, to enter that whole school gate kind of realm. What would your advice to them be? Well, I think um, the first time when, you know, you've got the, the first child going in, it's hard to know really what to expect because you have some parents and they've been knocking around the school day- gates for, you know, mm. whatever, six or eight years. Depending on their kids' Depending age. Depending on, yeah, if you've got the older So they kind of know the lay of the land. Um, you know, I think like any entering into any new peer setting or a peer parent setting, whether it is kind of the new day in the job or a new group that you're starting, I think it's important, like for me as as a person and as as a mum, I am, you know, I am attracted to people that I connect with. Um, Certainly, if I'm getting a vibe where there is negative talk and people are getting so kind of that gossipy kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of leave those chats with my close friends. Um, And I think if anything, um, I think it's about trusting your gut. And it's like the first day in school for the child, for the first day for the parent. You know, it's it's just about kind of stepping in slowly and not trying to organise a night out the first Friday, the first term school, you know. Um, trust in your gut to kind of think, right, well, I, this is a time for me to get to know people. And you'll know who you're kind of gravitating towards and, and you know, so you'll, you'll, so you're not. Yeah, you'll, you'll find, find your people. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think you can build it up in your head as well. Yeah. When our eldest was starting school, I was 25 and I felt 15. Like I and, felt like a child And did myself. you find that quite challenging because you thought, oh, all of yes. these ones look so mature? No, absolutely. And I don't know if it's just his school or our area, but the, all of the mums were 10 to 15 years older than me. Um, but again, as you said, so it, could, baby. It, yeah, it could have been their third child though, yeah, to start school where it. it was my first. Mm. But I just felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb, you know, mm. and, and already as a young mum, I kind of had this preconception of, of what people would think of me. And I built it up in my head and I was thinking, oh, my God. And and then I got to know them. And then I went for the coffees and I realized that they're just the exact same as me. They're just mums as well. They're, you know, their their challenges are my challenges. And, you know, 
I found my people, as you said, yeah. and I got on with the ones I got on with and I went on the coffee mornings and yeah, I just found people I clicked with. Yeah. And and even additional to that, then you'll find that your child or children will make certain pals and that you know, it's those parents, whether it's mums or dads, that you can kind of start connecting with, yeah. whether it is through parties or play dates. Not that you have to, again, go organising play dates the minute the school term starts, but you get to know people a little bit more personally um, when your children play together. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be like, um, a massive crowd that you've just surround yourself in. It could be just a couple of uh, mums or dads where you just get on with, and that's enough. And not everyone is into no. like for working parents. Let's say mm. they drop and they go. For I think for some parents they struggle with the fact that they're not the ones dropping the kids to school or they're yeah. not the ones picking them mm. up, and that brings a whole new feeling of guilt. And I think that's it. Missing though. I th- out I a think little bit. There's, yes. I don't know if you've seen that show Big Little Lies, but anyway, yeah, all, yeah. There, there's all different sorts of all sorts of moms. There's a very young that's mom, a, a single yeah. mom. There's an older working mom there's kind of very organised mom but the one thing that I thought it showed brilliantly is that we're all actually quite sensitive about who we are and we think we're the one standing out but actually everyone is kind of thinking that everyone's got their own thing going on and I think mum guilt is universal like I think Mm. every mum feels guilty about something yeah you know um and as you said, I think it's so important to stay away from the gossip because we have a really great WhatsApp group in in my son's class. And if if you do have a bit of FOMO, a, a bit of fear of missing out, um, it's great to catch up. They'll, they'll kind of say, you know, what's been going on? Or if one boy tells their mum something, they'll put it into the yeah, WhatsApp group. Yeah. But I have heard horror stories of WhatsApp groups as well where, where there is fighting, which I just cannot even oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um. Like Nobody I just, wants to see no. that. Some people leave leave these groups, yeah, just yes. to avoid. So thank God we've never yeah. had anything like that. Yeah. But I just think avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. Because, and if you have, you know, grievances with the parents, it's going to be awkward for the kids, especially when they get a little bit older, you yeah. know. So, yeah. yeah, I think, I think... um Behaviour is key. Yeah. And I also Etiquette, think we all yeah. have yes. to, yeah, yeah. We always have to be a bit more sensitive. I mean, it might be your turn this year to be the one that's late every day of the year. And, and next year it'll be somebody else's. So to be sensitive and not kind of like, you know, oh, here she is again or here he is again. Um, and also then things do change. Like, you know, marriages break up. Yeah. People mm. get back together with other people. Mm. People have new families. There are lots of different sorts of parents, gay parents, single parents. They all have value. They're all important. Yeah. And I think we all need to be very sensitive that we're not the, you know, our perfect family might be the only perfect uh, yeah. family. And, and like what, what you say there, at the same time, it's amazing how much parents and families can actually come together if they know that a child is going through a bit of a rough patch. It could be some kind of a bereavement. So there could be great support there. Grandparent or likewise if there has been a separation or you know parents are also willing to muck in Um, and also if little Johnny comes home and says that their pal at school there's something going on you know, it's okay to kind of make that connection if if you if you feel it's 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 appropriate whether you can reach out to that other parent. So as much as there's the there's can be the the negative the, the negative aspect, mm-hmm. there's also the great support there as yeah, well. I'm I sure even when the lads our lads are been in school quite a while now, mm-hmm. you can see that passion. absolutely, and that's what I was yeah. going to say. So I've my girls are four, three, and one, and when I had them a lot of the parents were so supportive and they would help me with drop-offs or pickups when I had a newborn. Um, and it really made a difference. So like if there's 
to the parents listening, if if one of their fellow parents does have a baby, just even the offer is great, mm. you know, and it, and it really builds kind of a bond between the parents yeah. then, you know, that, that somebody has your back because it can be incredibly hard um, having a newborn and bringing them to the school. It's the and lifts it's, home. It's, and Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that could really, you know, make a huge difference to a mum. So as you said, Avril, if, if you know, one of the mums is going through something um, at all, just to know that, that there's another parent there or they can help is mm. is huge. So there's a great support network and Absolutely. at the end of the day you've something massive in common your kids go to school together yeah. so there's at least something to talk about. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. One of the things and this I can't wait to hear both of your opinions on this um, my mum was like she was amazing and basically at each stage of our being at school she actually was on the various different parent-teacher associations and I remember at the time I was just so incredibly proud but talking to her later, my mum actually didn't even do her her, her time intercert. Wow. Um, so the fact that she and it w- was really, really difficult for her, but she wanted to kind of make sure that we were being minded in the right way, which is really cute. Mm. Um, so parent-teacher associations, I think sometimes get a little bit of flack, but I would have quite a, a positive opinion of them. Mm-hmm. How would you feel, Laura? What do you, what's your perception of them? Um, like, I think my perception and the reality is probably different, like most people's. Um, my perception is that they're kind of clicky and, you know, it's it's mums who don't work and they're bringing in baked cupcakes. and As you opposed know, to the, the fiver going down to centre and buying yeah. the... F- yeah, but, but you know which what? Which is what I would be doing. But that's my mum guilt talking because I can't do that because I've got three babies and I work and it's just not possible for me and I feel guilty about that. So I just kind of begrudge the ones who can no but I I I think that the PTAs are great because I mean they do enormous absolutely work. and again their best interest is my my children you know uh, and everybody's nice children school, yeah absolutely and, and helping and, and making events um great like our parents association put on a gorgeous morning when the kids were going in to see their class for junior infants and without them it, it wouldn't have been as special, you know. So I, I absolutely appreci- appreciate the work that they do. Um, I'm, I'm kind of half joking about <laughs> my perception of it. But, but that is what you think. I, and you think that they're kind of looking down on me because I can't help out. I always say I'm on my fourth Mila, when she starts school, I'm going to be the chairperson. <laughs> I'm going to be baking all the cookies. Well, they would be very, very lucky to have you. And how do you feel, Aoife? Yeah, I, I was that person mm. on, on our school's... Um, uh, parents association and uh, at the time the school was quite small and we were quite limited on parents so I kind of reluctantly put my hand up to chair it for a year and I won't lie it was full on I wasn't working as much as I am now um, the children were younger and I hadn't had my third at that point so I did have time um, and all I was thinking of was my the two kids and that this was kind of going to be for them and fundraising. And it's trying to make that connection between the parents and the school. Um, and to get people to, get to, to care yeah, and be and I involved. Do involved. And it's hard because the reality is it's, it's, it's the same people mm. volunteering mm. all the time. And I think... Yeah, there is stigmas attached to the parent, you know, teacher, you know, parents association. Um, but at the same time, um, people and parents can only do what they can do because you have lots of parents that are working 
or have big families and are working and all this juggling and they can't even go go there. Well, I think that the, and, and mums fear that, that they don't want to sign up or say they can help because they're going to be expected to do everything. Yes, yeah. Or they may only have a, a small One amount. Yeah, so would yeah. you would you advise mums that they can join and just do a little bit? Yeah. Or should you not join if you can't fully commit? I suppose if we were to all think that, God, if I say yeah, then they'll be hounding me. And then yeah, no one yeah, will sign up yeah. for these things. But um, you don't have to be there at you know, at every fundraiser or every event, sometimes um, what can happen is that parents will sign up to do certain things on a certain mm-hmm. event and that that's OK. And to be fair, depending on how it's ran in a school, you'd like to think that that's how it goes. I know it is for, for our mm. school. Um, but it depends on the school, of It course. does depend on the school. It depends on those that are on the committee. Um, again, there's parent reps for each of the classrooms. And remember that the reason there are parent reps for each class is because you want to try and keep communication yeah. clear and open. Um, the National Parents Council have a great website, actually, where you can... Okay, uh, brilliant, where you can actually find out a bit more. You can access loads of different results. Even if you kind of want to... You're playing with the idea of getting involved. Don't be too put off. And remember that um, you can do snippets as opposed to... And you don't have to wear a red trouser suit every day at it, but it helps just on some days. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And you have to bake cupcakes. (laughs) Um, Well, I was saying earlier, I make a mean banana bread. But uh, no, that is not compulsory. Okay. (laughs) Not every day, anyway. Only on on Fridays. (laughs) And just to get back to... You know, to talk to parents about kind of we want to, when we're talking about going back to school, as we said at the beginning, it's not just about the kids, it's the parents, too. Mm-hmm. So if it, what would your top kind of three tips for parents who are listening to this, feeling a little bit anxious and want to know how to really manage going to school in the best possible way? So as in the first morning or the first year, whatever day day. way. Yeah. yeah, I think routine is key. Um, and kind of we reflected earlier on about activity calendars. I often recommend um, a kind of like a morning um, picture routine, particularly for the smallies. They rely on visuals. They like the visuals. And it's really just a step by step of right up, uh, get dressed, brekkie, hands, face, teeth and school bag out the door. I know it sounds like so easier said than done, but sometimes when we create a, a, a visual sequence, it helps both the kids and us have a little bit of focus. It's reinforcement. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting you have it for the full eight years of primary school where you follow <laughs> this, um, but it is just to establish um, a bit of a regular habit and routine. Um you know, I think for any of us around the table, having lunch uh, organised the night before um, can often absolutely unless it's cucumber and tomato sandwiches, which do not keep and are wrong. <laughs> that is not allowed. <laughs> that should be against the law. <laughs> that that's my top tip. Like yeah, I have yeah. everything prepared the night before. Mm. Um, my husband makes the lunches, so I won't take credit for that. But I have like pants, socks, shoes, like all laid out, even my own laid out, mm. because it just means that things can go that little bit And smoother. you don't have to think, it's just an Absolutely, automatic yeah. up and yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, it save you a few, even a few extra minutes in the morning. Yeah, it's kind of, well, you've got the four and I mm. have the three. It's a bit of a military position. And yeah. the other thing is the TV and screens. Like, I've, I learned um, that... If the TV goes on, nothing happens. Yeah. If yeah, you want just them to do like so, a zombie. Like you either, you rule it out altogether mm-hmm. or else everything is done and the, the kind of incentive 
at the end of the, the morning is they get the last 15 minutes and it might be an opportunity for mum or dad to be pulling everything together even you know have the car ready and, and running and then you pile them all in but if, if TV is causing friction and it's the bane every single morning well then knock it out and yeah I've been there they'll protest but absolutely once you instill it and you follow through yeah they'll they'll because they could be sitting there with their cereal, you know, on the couch and you go back in 10 minutes later and they haven't eaten one single bit. Yeah, it's just literally the, yes, like spoon in hand yes. looking at uh, And that's not good for anybody. And that's when arguments happen exactly. and that's when the upset that's starts. When the, the I have to say, we were so spoiled. My little sister used to be woken with a warmed face cloth. Oh, oh God. And my mum would make like our two order sandwiches on the morning. I know, she really, like I look back at night and we were so spoiled and I used to have Rice Krispies and hot milk. And like every morning and it was laid out like, I oh, spoiled rotten. I'm oh. never going to be that good. <laughs> you were pre- precious, pre- precious But we really one. were. We were just absolutely spoiled. She was great. Aoife and Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope parents, and in fact, I know parents at home will have gotten a lot from both of your stories. And just to know that even if you're feeling a little bit anxious, there are things that you can do to alleviate both your anxiety and your kids. Also want to mention Aoife's brilliant support um, aside it's called parentsupport.ie and you can contact Aoife directly on that for further advice it's really really helpful it's so non-judgmental and I think parents would get a lot from it we'll also have links um, to both Aoife and Laura's um, lovely social pages on Family Friendly HQ so lastly if you thank you so much for listening we'd love if you'd like and subscribe and give us any feedback on the podcast that you have and don't forget to leave us a lovely review see you next time <laughs>